All right, you're welcome to another episode of the Footy Week Podcast. And yes, it's a pleasure to be anchoring this episode. And of course, I've got the usual guys here. And someone will be taking in, giving us his expert analysis for the first time in a long while, actually. So I've got, uh, he's Anthony here, and I've got Chimamaka. Hi guys, how are you doing? Yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. It's been a while, so it's good to see you guys' faces again. So let's do this. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be, it's good to be on the podcast today. And um, just taking the back seats and want to see how my analysis skill will work. So it's good to see um, Okwe, you know, anchor the podcast today. So let's go, let's go. All right, great. So guys, we've got loads to talk about. So it's going to be a juicy episode. Uh, but first of all, we'll start with the review of match day 20. Taking a look at some of the big fixtures which did go down. Uh, first of all, it was Southampton versus Arsenal. You know, Arsenal. It was a very good victory for them away at St. Mary's, despite losing in the FA Cup before. And then the big game between uh, West Brom and Manchester City. No one saw that coming. It was a landslide victory for Manchester City. After Pep Guardiola already praised Sam Allardyce for being a genius only to humble the big man um, at the Hawthorns. And then Chelsea and Wolverhampton Wanderers shed the spoils in Thomas Tuchel's first game at Stamford Bridge. Manchester United shockingly lost to Sheffield United at home. And, well, a huge title contender game um, ended in a surprising manner for me. You know, Spurs losing at home, one three to Liverpool. So, guys, um, your basically your views on these big games, Chimamaka. Yeah, Chimamaka. Yeah, what what are your views on these games that did go down on March day twenty? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll I'll kick started with the Arsenal game actually, which which um, was a surprise for me in the FA Cup before the the Premier League match. So it, it 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 was a good bounce back for us now from the loss against Southampton in the FA Cup and it's it's a it's a good one for them. At least they've 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 had this sudden improvement since the twenty sixth of December and it has it has actually worked so well for Ateta and his men. So I would also be looking at um the the game, the West Brom game versus Manchester City. That game was something I, I sat down to analyze and I realized I realized well somebody came doing his homework, the next man was just there to observe. And that's what happened in that game. <laughs> the game was I was not surprised with what I saw. I was not surprised. Everybody was up and doing. You saw, we saw um, um, Gondogan taking charge of the entire midfield, box mm-hmm. to box. He was just doing running damage there, and it was, it was, it was, an, it was an easy fit for for Guardiola, which yeah, good one for him. Then for the Chelsea game, it's it's well, we we are welcoming officially welcoming on the podcast. Um, Thomas Tuchel, as is pronounced in German. I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm, if I'm, if I'm sounding right, but it's pronounced Tuchel. Well, if I'm wrong, some our, our people should actually do the correction for me. Well, it's 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 a welcome game for him. We understood what was happening in the game. Yes, it didn't pan out as we expected, though coming from a from um a three three one victory in the FA Cup. But notwithstanding, we saw we saw what we had lacked with Frank Lampard in the in the squad. No disrespect to him. I love him so much as a Chelsea fan. Um, he has achieved more than enough for for in my own opinion, both as a manager for now and as a footballer. So no disrespect to him. But yeah, I was talking about the tactical um, impetus that he lacked, 
and I wouldn't judge to call from his first game, but we saw that in the first game against Wolverhampton Wanderers. For the first time, we were able to do 440 passes in the first half alone. Now, we won't continue with 440 passes without having attempts on goals, but, but we would, would allow this pass because it's the first game. So, there are so many things to talk about. Also, looking at the um, the Spurs Liverpool game. Well, at the first four minutes, we saw a disallowed VAR goal. So I expected that it would be it would be a goal first actually in the, in the first half. Well, it didn't it didn't pan out that way until the 47th minute. That's the extra time of the first half. Where the first goal came in, then we saw um, goals coming in. In fact, in the space of four minutes from the um, from the from the 47th minute in the second half to the first five minutes in the in the in, in the second no the, the for seven in the first half to the first five minutes in the second half we saw three goals just coming and it's only it only told us so many things that some guys went back to the dressing room and did a change of analysis why the other man lost it i would do call names probably when we enter into it, into it deeply we will dissect what, what has to be dissected so that's it so, um, just before he jumps in, uh, the last game between Manchester United and Sheffield, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, United lost at home at Old Trafford and allowed Sheffield United to pick their second win of the season. Yeah, sorry I missed I missed on that. No, that's winning the EPL, it's actually no surprise. But on the other hand, you realize that United are coming from, are coming from a very good run of victories these are guys who have been grinding in results but they what what they they didn't expect what they saw in that game these are guys who defended the the, the sheffield team was compact from the beginning of the first half up to the time they decided to score a goal and we saw yes these guys are hungry they are not happy where they are it only shows that the competition in the EPL, there's nobody who is who is a pushover Forget you are, you are sitting at the bottom of the table. There's nobody who is a pushover. We saw um, United who have come from how many games without losing, without dropping points. And it came up, well, it's the EPL. <laughs> so many things happened in the EPL. Exactly. So many things happened in the EPLs. All right. So, brilliant analysis, guys. But then let's talk about um a team in london west london talking about chelsea but then just before we get to their new manager who is now the second new manager in the 2020-21 season um let's talk about the sacking of frank lampard um really if you think about it personally i felt like frank lampard's job was going to be secure up until next season but that was not the case obviously what are your thoughts on this was the sacking of frank lampard was it warranted or should he have been given more time at Chelsea? Chelsea. Yeah, I'll i really jump on that that actually. As as a Chelsea fan and, and and a football lover, if you if you look at if you look at what what we had with Lampard in eighteen months, well, I wouldn't just I wouldn't entirely strike every of his efforts as bad. But you realize that he actually played with some of his so-called trusted players but from his own end he did, he lacked some things which i felt or which i felt he if given time he would improve on that i didn't expect him to be let go at after after 18 months i'll be very frank with you i expected them to work on a project which i expect which i believed was going to be a three years project and let's see how it comes out but knowing the owner of the football club he's he's 
he's hungry for silverware. So, yeah. and again, I, the, the, the difference between he and some other club owners is he understands football. And I said it in our previous, uh, I think, our previous podcast. That's that, that tactical know-how on the way to approach a team. He just comes out, he's all out of this. Yes, he had a winning formula of playing the 4-3-3 and he believed the moment he got that he was winning, that was the only thing. He didn't he didn't know how to how to tweak the team, how to bring about a different dynamics in that team, which was what Chelsea or which was what Lampard as a manager lacked. So bringing in to call to bringing in um, Thomas to call now, well I can't really say. But looking at the whole thing, if I'm going to if I'm going to answer your question and be very direct with answering it, I'll answer it in two ways. As a Chelsea fan, I would have believed I would, I would expected Frank Lampard to have more time to 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 perform. And secondly, as an analyst and as Chelsea as a as a Chelsea fan, nah. Nah, I think I think the change the, the change was imminent because it was more like we keep running on the same tip over and over and over without the change. So, well, it's a, it's a, for the club it's a good decision. For the club it's a good decision. For footballing reasons it's a good decision. Any other thing, no sentiments attached, no club legend attached, is a good decision actually for my own end. All right. What I want to hear from you, what do you make of um, Thomas Tuchel or Thomas Tuchel, as Chibamaka would say? Um, yeah, if, if you take a look at his pedigree, you know, managed a couple of good teams in Germany. The standout team which he did manage in Germany was Borussia Dortmund. He was the man that took over from Jurgen Klopp. He does have experience managing someone like Christian Pulisic, you know. And then going over to Paris Saint-Germain, he won two domestic troubles back-to-back got them all the way to the 2019 champions league and final if i'm not mistaken yep so yeah they did lose out but then what do you make of him is he the right person to take chelsea going forward and then judging by that game early to judge well did you see anything from that initial team that might just make you feel like okay maybe this is the right man for the job maybe this is the right man to lead chelsea going forward i think definitely look if he would definitely give um, Thomas Tuchel the same uh, range of time he did give to Frank Lampard. He definitely has to do that for him. Um, he, he needs to be fair. I think that's probably like an average time he can give to all these managers. However, I'm sure everyone is looking forward to seeing how philosophy can work. You know, taking a look at the team, and then Chimaka is going to um, give a response to this talking about certain players who were not starting the game. Now you could see that you have someone like Tony Rudiger coming back into the team that's an experienced player. You have actually coming back into yeah, the yeah, team well, that's well, an experienced I was trying to remember that because I, I, exactly. Lampard don't, sorry to cut in, Lampard hardly used Rudiger. He prefers the combination mm-hmm, of um, Silva and, and the other um, the other guy, Ma- Zuma. Zuma, Zuma yeah. yeah, either Zuma or, or Christensen. So you could see that Tuchel wanted Chelsea to play the same way PSG used to play under him. What is what, what am I talking about? So you have both, um, probably either Thiago Silva or maybe Marquinhos and Presnel Kimpembe, and then you have someone like like Kozawa or um, Bernat, yeah. who's high up the pitch, 
while you have someone like yeah you have Timo Kera, you have Thiago Silva and personal Pimpembe right there so I feel later on in the future mm-hmm. I think Fikai Otomori has mm-hmm. a future at Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel because Fikai Otomori is that type of centre-back that knows what to do with the ball going forward or rather Tuchel might just go and look for a left-footed centre-back and then you could see going forward. I was surprised about the fact that he didn't start missing Mount. I felt missing Mount is that type of player that can actually thrive under his system mm-hmm. because I don't, I didn't see much from Kai Havertz in terms of creativity. Yeah. I didn't see much from Hakim Ziyech as well in terms of creativity. So you then begin to wonder why was missing Mount on the bench. However, I believe it is down to that first training session he did have. All right, but then coming from the Chelsea fan, Chimamaka, I'd like to know why do you think certain players were left on the bench? Talking about, you know, um, with James. So, and, so sorry, before, uh, before, Chimamaka, before Chimamaka drop comes in there, I I, I forgot to add yeah. add this. To be fair on Tuko, yeah, he's at, yeah, I'd only had one training session with the team, so you know, you shouldn't look as yeah. if the hammer is on him. But uh, you know, as a football fan, I, I love I love I love this this thing that has to do with the process building building a team even when even when Mario took over yes we know his first season he won the trophy he won the EPL but even with that team you would know that there had been a template before Mario took over because when he took over he just added a few players to that team to the core of that team that they were able to go on that fantastic run to win the league so Thomas Tuchel, like you mentioned, he would have to bring in the type of players that he wants to execute his philosophy. But I hope time will tell. I hope Abramovich will give him that time. Yeah, you know, talking about Roman Abramovich, you, it's very hard for you to predict him. But then, you know, the second of Frank Lampard just goes to show you that he's still the same person that he is. <laughs> yeah, true. But then, I was so curious about... Yeah, I was quite curious about the fact that, you know, you need this team to get back to doing well. You need this team to get back to being one of the big dogs in England. And then you go for an inexperienced manager, you know, someone who has barely had close to a year under his belt as a manager. As a manager, you know, yeah. Job. And mm. then keep in mind that Frank Lambert did not get Derby County to actually get into the Premier League. They lost at the pre- preliminary stages of the playoffs. Yep. So I felt for Lampard also, I felt probably for him, it was a step too soon. He shall probably spend more time at Derby County and actually try and get them into uh, the Premier League. But you know, that was not the case. But then, let's focus on um, Thomas Tuchel now. You know, sorry, the, 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 the question, the question yeah. I would have to ask is, did Lampard, I'm sure Lampard is, is, a, is, is a legend. He was there as a player. He knew the kind of style the owner uses higher and fire. If you don't deliver, we're going to we're just going to sack you. So I'm sure he was aware of what he was putting his hand into. He was aware of where he was where he was dipping his hand into. He was aware of where he was going to. He knows he had to perform. And if he doesn't perform, yeah. he will get the boots, which he already gotten. So <laughs> moving on <laughs> to Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, Tuchel. But, you know, yeah, you know, funny enough, um, in previous podcasts, I have actually said that, you know, you know, talking about his first press conference, he mm-hmm. was asked that, you know, why did you make this decision now? And then he did give the response that, you know what, I've signed a three-year contract. Irrespective of what happens on the pitch, mm-hmm. I will see out the tenure of this contract. Yeah. But obviously, according to reports, you know, the board, not just Roman Abramovich, and frustrated 
with Frank Lampard and Chelsea and the team itself over the last few weeks. So definitely they were not happy with what had been happening, you know, them dropping vital points. So obviously the win um, at the FA Cup was not good enough. Mm -hmm. However, now going forward, focusing on Thomas Tuchel, he's just got a couple of days left in the transfer window. I don't expect Chelsea to sign any player. I don't expect them to bring in any player. So he needs to make this team gel. A very surprising, a very surprising omission had to be Timo Werner. Timo Werner was on the bench. Yeah, he true. Was in the Jew, true. He did start, <laughs> and then you had Tammy Abraham coming on. You know, and later on talking about the substitutions, um, you would see. Um, a Tammy Abraham coming on, Mason Mount coming on mm -hmm. late in the game. And then we saw how versatile Callum Hotinodoy was starting from uh, the right hand side of the attack, going all the way to less wing back because Ben Chuel did come off. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then we saw the we saw the obvious tactical prowess of Thomas Tuchel compared to Frank Lampard. And in my own opinion, the way Chelsea was set up was good enough to actually contain the explosiveness of Wolverhampton Wonders because they've got the likes of Pedro Neto, Adama Traore, who love to take advantage of defenders one-on-one. -on -one. They love to take you on for a run and then place a cross for someone in the middle. But then I did feel that William Jose should have been better earlier for Wolverhampton Wonders. Probably they would have made Chelsea you know, pay for it. But then, Chimamaka, I need to know what are your thoughts on those couple of players that were dropped? Before we move on to the next step. Yeah, I, I, would, I would answer that. Well, when, when he came in, he, he made it known to every player that he's, going, he's giving everybody a clean slate, which means which means you have Ajeta's time, words. you have room. Ajeta's words. You have room to perform and stick your stick 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 um, uh, a number for you for yourself in the starting level. Now, what he did was start with the experienced players up front, as in for his first game. At to that, that is to share after the game what he said was he did that in order to share an understanding of what he was trying to deliver so if you noticed in the game the only player who was who is less than 21 who started that match was Hudson Odoi so every other person who started that game we are senior players in Chelsea Football Club at least we saw Georgio who, who was not even getting getting game time if if we had a, a fit county, then, then we know that a judge will be sitting sitting at, on the bench. So now, if you if you look at what happened now, for if if I was uh, I was someone to call, I would have a very good understanding of even the young players. We saw what happened in that game. He started Kai Havertz here, which was a great one. That is just just in order for him to be able to deliver his ideas on the pitch. But in the, the moment he introduced these young boys. We saw Mason Mount's impact after he came on. We saw um, Christian Pulisic's impact after he came on. It only tells you that working with what he said, that is giving everybody a clean slate, might actually, yes. might, might eventually drop some senior players back to the bench. We saw what happened. It was good to see Rudiger play again. We've not seen Zuma in a while. Master is starting 11 at least. He has missed, he, he has started three Premier League matches. It's, it's just it's just the first match it's just the first game subsequently we'll see the kind of changes and implementation is going to deliver to the team but, but for now the, the 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 first match we played wasn't somewhat exceptional in my opinion yeah it if was kind of me, drabby but, though uh, yeah. i believe i believe he wouldn't he, he wouldn't be judged on his first game in less than 24 hours of training so subsequently we'll see but we'll, i i believe 
there will be better days ahead. All right, so all the best to Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> you know, Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel. So let's see what he has to do at the end of the season. Probably we will come back and judge him within the short period of time because, look, I think the next six months will be extremely pivotal. Or rather, next five months, actually, will be extremely pivotal. So, guys, we're running into injury time. Let's take a quick look at what the table is looking like currently. Manchester City is leading, you know, with 41 points. And then you've got Aston Villa, who are currently has 29 points in 10th position. Now, the difference between 1st and 10th currently is just about 12 points. So, 1st to 10th is extremely juicy. This is why I love the English Premier League. Number one, the unpredictability and how tight it's looking currently. Arsenal have 30 points, 11 points away from Manchester City, 11 on points with Chelsea Football Club. And then let's take a look at the top four currently. Manchester City, Manchester United, Leicester City, Liverpool. Liverpool trail Manchester City by um, six points currently, you know. So just like I said, we're into injury time. What are your, quickly, what are your thoughts on the top four currently and what you expect to see at the end of the season? Top four currently, Manchester City, Manchester United, Leicester City and Liverpool. Chimamaka, do you think this top four will remain the same come the end of the season? I'll answer, I'll answer you straight out. No, it will remain that way because there are some things you expect to see that are not there yet. But yeah, the, 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 the good thing about, about what, what we are seeing there by this time, or this is the second half of the season, the good thing we are seeing in that table is a table change that has not occurred in over 15 years. We are seeing new guys who are actually battling for all this. Now, you are, you, you, we, we talked about, um, about we, we are so familiar with the Manchester City, the Manchester United. We are seeing Leicester City there. We are seeing um, um, Liverpool there. But after Liverpool, who and who do you have following? You see that the competition is loud. If anybody sleeps, if there's any, exactly, if there is any sleep up, then it is at your own detriment. Now, we are seeing Arsenal who came from all the way down, climbing from up. 15, from 15th position. Exactly. <laughs> Within the middle of an eye, before you know anything, if there is any sleep up, there is somebody there to replace you. So, as it is, the top four is not guaranteed to anybody. And luckily for us this season, if you can remember, we all know that we've had nine people who have stopped the EPL log this season. Mm -hmm. So it only tells you what it means True. and what the EPL has to offer us. This so it's, 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 it's a no-no for anybody there. Those who are sitting at the top is not guaranteed for them. So I won't give it to anybody yet. All right, guys. Now, just before we um, do the preview of Magic 21, I must say that one thing for sure is that I don't expect to see anything going on in the 10-game winning streak because this has to be the most competitive season of the English Premier League so far. Look, for the last five years, we've been building up to a season like this. Yeah. Since Leicester City, actually, we've been building up to a season like this. I take a look at um, the, the top half of the table and I see West Ham United with 35 points. Mm -hmm. you know, two Fifth points position. above. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And West Ham has been consistent. Finally, they've got... They are perfect. They are starting 11. Yep. David Moyes finally has yep. team 11. You have that double pivot of Declan Rice and um, Thomas Suchek, a brilliant um, Czech footballer. And then that amazing front three of um, Manuel Lanzini. The new signing, because his deal just got a permanent, signed a five-year deal up until 2026, talking about signing Ben Rama, who they did get from Brentford. Initially, it was a loan deal. Now he has been signed on a permanent deal. And obviously, the now rejuvenated Pablo Fanals. These three maestros 
behind the ruthless Mikal Antonio. So definitely West Ham has been in good form so far. They will be on a good winning streak. However, can they be consistent? We don't know. Manchester City currently it's their need to lose. Mm-hmm. Now let's take a look at some of the big games that will be mm-hmm. going down during Mass Day 21. The first game on Saturday, Manchester City versus Sheffield United. Chelsea and Burnley will do battle on Sunday. West Ham will host the reigning champions Liverpool on Sunday. Brighton, Hove and Albion will host um, the injured Tottenham Hotspur on Sunday. And then <laughs> the, the, biggest day, <laughs> the biggest game of the weekend will be going down tomorrow, Saturday evening. The Arsenal will host Manchester United. Guys, what are your thoughts on these big games? Shema Maka. Sorry about that. Right. Um, I, would, I would actually start with the Arsenal-Manchester United game. It's always been a love, lovely match to watch. Sometimes you, you, you least expect things and they happen. But well, I wouldn't give it to anybody just yet because both teams are actually on fire as it stands. Now, we know we have a rejuvenated Arsenal team that are doing damage to anybody who comes their way. And we have a United who, it's not like they're playing excellent football, but their hunger is actually different from what we saw at the beginning of the season. So, I wouldn't give that game just to anybody. I wouldn't give that, that game to anybody just yet. Because I expect us to see beautiful football in that game. I expect us to, 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 have, to have goals actually in that game. So, well, I will leave that game to, to one side because I know it's going to be a fun game to watch. Then talking about the um, the first game of Saturday, which is Man- was it Manchester City? Everton, yeah, Manchester Sheffield United. Manchester Sheffield United. Okay. okay. Manchester Sheffield United. Yeah, we saw what Sheffield United did to Manchester United. So, we hope, we who are the hopers, Hope yes. I didn't say anything. I only said that I hope that Sheffield will have a winning streak and Man City will have a winning streak. It's not it's not left to both of them to enjoy themselves. I don't know how they want to do, but yeah, it's gonna be an, it's, it's gonna be a fun game to watch. Seeing that Sheffield United is a respecter of no man. There's no big man in front of them. For them to have done Manchester United that 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 damage few days ago. So as it is that game is gonna be it's gonna. It, it's it's only gonna take something different from each managers to bring about victory. If Sheffield United would come out as compact as they came out against United, then Man City will have a difficult time on the pitch. So, but we, we can't see. We can't see what's gonna happen. That game is a, it's gonna be a wonderful game. Then the Chelsea Burnley game. Well, it's another it's another um, test for much to call we don't know who's going to be panning out who's going to be fielding on that game but we know we have a Burnley team who came who came from defeating an informed Aston Villa team and we remember that game the game against against Aston Villa Aston, Aston Villa led twice in that game yeah, true. Then a hungry Burnley yeah, came and still defeated them so it yeah. only tells you the hunger is different it only tells you it is different so I don't expect it to be a ride in the park for for Chelsea. They all have to wake up in that game. I'm not giving it to yes, I would as a Chelsea fan, I would I would expect us to do better than we did against Wolves and have have hunger to score goals and take take chances wherever it was. It's not gonna be an easy one actually. I, I would say that outrightly. It's not gonna be an easy one. But 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 we hope to get three points from there as a Chelsea fan. Then looking at my guys are the blue part of Manchester. I, I'm sorry. Are the, okay, red. I've done. I've done Manchester United. I've done Manchester City. I've done Chelsea. 
and uh, what is the most for? Oh, wow. <laughs> DPL is funny. <laughs> There's something that I don't even know what to say. <laughs> DPL is funny. They are upset here. They are. Yes. Let's carry on. Don't worry. I I I expect to be a good one actually. There's nothing to say about it. Alright, great guys. Loads of fixtures to look forward to this coming weekend. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the podcast. His Chimamaka is always a pleasure having you guys on board. Thank you, sir. You guys, yep, yep, you yep, guys, yep, yep, yep. All right, great. So, guys, please don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, and also you can listen to this episode on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. Do continue to stay safe. Peace.